0: Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal audio program.
3: Arsenal versus Huddersfield, Wednesday, November twenty third, twenty seventeen. Kickoff seven forty five p.m. The
0: contents. The manager, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Per Matisaka. Voice of Arsenal. Player feature, Hector Bellerin. Youth. Young Gun.
3: Women. Match action, Tottenham Hotspur.
0: Community. Visitors, Huddersfield. Match action, Cologne. That sums
3: it all up my story, my arsenal, and finally, teams.
1: The boss, Arsene Wenger. The boss on beating Burnley and why patience is a virtue. Arsene was talking to Rob Kelly. Firstly, I want to say I'm very happy with not only the result at Burnley last weekend, but also the spirit we showed in fighting for the win. While the first half was quite even, we continued in a relentless way in the second half, and I felt we dominated the game, and were rewarded for two things, that we could keep a clean sheet, and that we absolutely continued our march forward. I must say that in the last ten minutes the history played a part in my head as well. We have made a habit of scoring late winners against them, so I thought that maybe it could happen again, and it did. It was a very important win for us, and now I am convinced that many teams will drop points at Burnley because they are an excellent side. Now we have to show consistency and the same desire against Huddersfield tonight. They will be very similar. They are a side who knows how to defend and are very good on the counter-attack. They showed that against Manchester City on Sunday, so we will need a similar approach, and maybe, if needed, we will have to be patient again. Alexis once again showed his nerve to score the penalty. He wasn't top of the list, it was supposed to be Alexandre Lacazette, but he was off the pitch. And you know, when it's a penalty and it's the last kick of the game, that isn't easy. He took it well because he hit it with a strong shot. The goalkeeper anticipated well and if Alexis hadn't put the force behind the shot the goalkeeper would have saved it. He has done that many times and I believe that is part of what makes the big players stand out to keep the nerve and keep composure in moments when you are tempted to be nervy. Experience helps as well and he is now at an age, 28, where you have known similar situations and you know how to deal with it. He lifts the team. Alexis is the kind of guy who never gives up and has that demeanour that shows he isn't scared of anything. He can go at people and he has a big impact on opponents and when you play with him, you always know he can deliver something special. Maybe sometimes he wants to do something special too much because he wants to win so badly so he has to find the right balance of when to do it with his dribbling and when he has to use his partners. He does that well, he has improved a lot and I think his game is much better balanced today. Aaron Ramsey won the penalty and is also showing real confidence at the moment. He relies not on his quality, which we know is great, but on his fitness, because he had some problems last year and was not available all the time. When he is fit, like he is now, he's an excellent player and very important for us. Let's hope he can continue that run, because he is a guy who drives the team forward in a relentless way. He can go from the first to the last minute. He has the engine to do both sides of the game, and that is what we want. He can defend well and attack well, and he can get into the opposition penalty area at any point in the game. That's why he got the penalty on Sunday, because he was in the situation where he could force the defender to make the challenge. Going back to tonight's opponents, I've been very impressed with them this season, especially against Manchester City. You need to feel strong defensively and prepare mentally to absorb that type of pressure, but they didn't hide when they won the ball back. They went from deep to high up the pitch, and certainly they knew they could physically absorb the pressure. They were a bit unlucky against City, because they deserved something from the game. They showed that they are well organised, they have a great fighting spirit, and you could feel that when they managed to get into City's half that they could create a threat. So, we will need another good defensive performance tonight. They have 15 points, and overall, when you compare them to some of the clubs who have big names on their team sheets, who have fewer points than them, they have a very good attitude and style of play. They are very organised and have a good, united spirit. I think it also shows the strength of the Championship at the moment. I watched their playoff final against Reading last season, and you could see it was a game where nerves played a big part. When teams come up from the Championship, it's so tough to get out of the division that these teams will give everything to stay up. They think, we have come from hell and we know what it is to fight in every single game. We have played 46 games to get up here and every single game is a fight. If you look at the teams that have gone down from the Premier League, you know when they come up why they don't want to go back down again. Finally, on behalf of everyone at the club, I would like to pay my respects to our former youth coach, Dermot Drummy, who passed away this week. It is very sad news, and I would like to express my condolences to his family and everybody around him. He was a very competent man, very highly respected here, and it is really difficult to understand what has happened. We are very sad, and would like to thank him for all the great work he did here. More recently he was manager of the Chelsea Academy, and then Crawley Town, and the news will be a shock to everyone who knew him. He was a good character and a sensitive and sensible man. He was always willing to learn, always wanting to improve the quality of his coaching. When he left us it was very sad news at the time, as he had done an excellent job here, and I would say today that many, many young players he has coached who play football, who have jobs in the game are sad because he contributed a lot to their careers. That is why we here at Arsenal and the whole football world are paying their respects. I hope you enjoy the game. Arson on living by Herbert Chapman's values today. I am very proud of that. I have a huge respect for Herbert Chapman. He is maybe the biggest influence on this club historically, and I respect the fact that he was not only an excellent manager, but also an innovator. Many of the modern ideas of Arsenal come from Herbert Chapman. We have kept the link with Huddersfield Town, and we played a game there to honour that friendship, and that is another part of the values that Herbert Chapman gave to us as well.
3: The captain. Pear Mertesacker. Pear was delighted with a hard-working, persistent display on Sunday. We were delighted to pick up three points on Sunday, particularly given how hard Burnley made us work. In the first half, we didn't find our rhythm and we couldn't find our passing game. We didn't make them run enough and didn't keep the ball well enough to make problems for them. But we worked hard and made a few adjustments at half-time. After that, we could feel that we took advantage of more possession, more decisiveness. We had a couple more chances, not many, but at the end, enough to make the difference. We never gave in. We faced moments of pressure and went through difficult spells, but I thought we were always in the game. Burnley have been excellent this season and have made it difficult for whoever they faced. Just look at some of the results they've got. It's always tough to go there, and that made the win really feel rewarding it makes the victory in the north london derby even bigger too because from the outside there was some talk that we would drop points at burnley people thought we wouldn't fancy the occasion we answered a lot of those questions i felt that we had the same commitment as against tottenham which was important in securing the win we worked together covered each other and never gave up we threw our bodies in the way of shots and really worked for the clean sheet. We've won each of our last three games against Burnley with stoppage time goals. You feel a bit for them because they work hard in terms of the distance they cover. Maybe some people argue they deserve something from the game, but for us, it was just a case of waiting for the moment. When those moments arrive, you have to take them, and we did that on Sunday. Shkodran Mustafi performed well again at Burnley, just as he did when we played Tottenham. In terms of his fitness level, he's gained a lot in the last two games. What's impressed me recently is the number of duels he wins. He gives us a level of urgency and communication which is very important for our group. With his fitness levels rising, I can sense that he'll continue to become more important for us. The back three are working hard together and that's making the difference at the minute. We're pleased to have him back and we'll need him at his best to maintain his level of urgency and commitment. What I also like is that he has no fear He throws himself in front of shots no matter what, as he showcased on Sunday. He's prepared to get hurt to help our cause. When you play with a back three, you need to make sure you're winning duels, especially headers. We've done that recently, and we need to keep that level of security at the back to know we can rely on each other, to know what each other are going to do. I think the squad depth really helps there. I believe that whoever comes into the back three can play a similar role. We've basically got six players for those positions. Those who played in Cologne and those who started on Sunday. And defensively, in both games, we look good. Recently, the boss has been able to change his side for every game to keep those playing in the Premier League fit and fresh for the weekend and those playing in the Cups fit and fresh for the midweek games. Everyone knows they have to produce. We help each other out. We see the bigger picture. The aim for us tonight is to build on the weekend's win, but we know not to underestimate Huddersfield. David Wagner and his coaching staff have had some impressive results and we need to respect them. They had a remarkable win over Manchester United at home and nearly got something against Manchester City at the weekend. They deserve to be in the Premier League, so we need to make sure we do our job properly. We're on a good streak at home and the aim is absolutely to continue that. We do that by dominating at the Emirates, by having the right mindset... We can't underestimate anyone. Maybe people from the outside expected Huddersfield to struggle, but they're really competing and are vying for every ball in every game. They'll make it tough for us tonight.
0: Voice of Arsenal Dermot Drummy It was with great sadness that the club learned of the recent death of Dermot Drummy, aged 56. Islington boy Dermot joined Arsenal as a youth team player in 1976. A talented central midfielder, he played alongside the likes of Paul Davis, Paul Vesson and Brian McDermott in the youth and reserve teams, making over 100 appearances for the Gunners. He also made five league appearances during a loan spell at Blackpool. He left Highbury for Hendon Town in 1980. Nearly 20 years later, a chance encounter with Liam Brady in 1999 saw Dermot back at the club as an academy coach, and over the next eight years he proved himself instrumental in the development of many players who went on to enjoy first-team careers with the Gunners and elsewhere. He left for the Chelsea Academy in 2007, where he progressed to be international head coach. More recently, Dermot managed League 2 outfit Crawley Town last season. The thoughts of everyone at Arsenal Football Club are with Dermot's family and friends at this very difficult time. Rainbow Laces We showed our support for Stonewall's Rainbow Laces campaign at our match against Burnley on Sunday. The initiative aims to highlight that lesbian, gay, bi and trans people are welcome at every level of sport and that homophobia is unacceptable. At Arsenal we're proud of the diversity within our team and among our supporters. Through our Arsenal for Everyone campaign, we want to ensure everyone associated with the club feels an equal sense of belonging. Youth Cup date set. We can now confirm that our FA Youth Cup third round fixture against Sheffield Wednesday will now be played as follows. Arsenal under-18s v Sheffield Wednesday under-18s. Boroughwood FC. Wednesday December 13th. Kick-off 7pm. New Recruits. The club are delighted to welcome two new additions to the football operations side of the business. Sven Mislintat, one of Europe's most respected player recruitment experts, is joining the Gunners from Bundesliga side Borussia Dortmund. He is credited with creating the pipeline of young talent at Dortmund that has produced the likes of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Shinji Kagawa and Ousmane Dembele. Sven has been at Dortmund for a decade and becomes our head of recruitment with responsibilities across the first team and academy. He starts in December and will work closely with manager Arsene Wenger and chief executive Ivan Gazidis, plus our coaches, analytics team and global scouting network. Arsene Wenger said, We are delighted that Sven is joining us. Identifying and developing talent is a core part of our philosophy, and Sven has an outstanding track record over many years. Meanwhile, our long-serving chief scout Steve Rowley, who has been responsible for unearthing many talents over his 25 years with the club, has stood down from his role, but will continue to maintain his relationship and support us with ad hoc scouting on a consultancy basis. The manager added, We would like to thank Steve for all his hard work. He has been a key figure in our recruitment of so many top players and has travelled thousands and thousands of miles watching hundreds of games for us. We wish him well for the future. We are also delighted to announce that Raw Sanlei is joining us as Head of Football Relations. Raul joins us in February from Barcelona to lead future player negotiations and work alongside Arsene Wenger, Chief executive Ivan Gazidis and contract negotiator Hus Fami. Raul will also represent and support the club with international and domestic governing bodies. Gazidis said, In the past three years we have supplemented our team with more top-class expertise across every aspect of our football operations. Roll's appointment is another important step in developing the infrastructure we need at the club to take everything we do to the next level. Roll has extensive contacts across the football world and has been directly involved in some of the biggest transfers in Europe in recent years. We look forward to him bringing that expertise to Arsenal. Premier League stats Shots 27 Alexis 24 Aaron Ramsey 19 Alexandre Lacazette Seventeen Granite Shaker ten Mesut Ozil. Chances created thirty-four Mesut Ozil, twenty-seven Alexis, thirteen Aaron Ramsey, Granite Shacker, eleven Hector Bellerin, ten Alexander Lacazette. Passes one thousand and thirty-three Granite Shaker nine hundred eight Nasho Monreal, six hundred seventy-six Hector Bellerin, six hundred sixty-two Laurent Cosioni. 638 Siad Colosinac. Crosses. 39 Granite Shaka. 28 Masut Ozil. 23 Alexis. 22 Hector Bellerin. 18 Siad Colosinac. Clearances. 59 Laurent Kozielny. 50 Shkodran Mustafi, Nacho Monreal. 24 Hector Bellerin. 23 Sead Colosinac. 20 Pea Mertesacker. Welcome World Remit. Digital money transfer service World Remit has joined forces with Arsenal. The company, which becomes our first official online money transfer partner, was founded by Ismail Ahmed, a UK-based entrepreneur from Somaliland, in 2010 to offer a better way to send small sums of money to family and friends around the world. The service is available in 50 countries and offers money transfers to more than 140 destinations across Europe, Asia africa australia and the americas the global partnership will support world remit's ambitious growth plans by generating awareness at our home premier league matches and by creating unique content with first team players to help the company reach more than 74 million followers across our digital and social channels it's the law with the laws of football regularly being adapted Ken Goldman, vice-chairman of the North Middlesex Referees Society, reveals the latest changes to the game's essential framework. Ever since in the finals of a World Cup an injured player was first required to leave the field following treatment, there has been some uncertainty as to the necessity behind the requirement. Initially it was introduced to stop players wasting time, but over the years there have been some tweaks. Now a player doesn't have to go off if he or she is a goalkeeper, if a goalkeeper and an outfield player collide, if two players from the same side collide, or where the injured player can be treated quickly and the opponent who caused the injury is cautioned or sent off. Tune in to Arsenal Weekly. Have you heard about the Arsenal Weekly podcast? Available on arsenal.com every Monday, the show is free and features all the latest from the club, including action and reaction from the weekend game, an exclusive player interview, A chat with an Arsenal insider, an Arsenal history lesson, a tactical heads up and our next opponent. Fans wanting to get involved can tweet questions to hashtag ArsenalWeekly. Follow us. Not following us on social media yet? Keep up to date with everything in the world of Arsenal by checking us out on these platforms. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Arsenal. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Arsenal. Instagram. Instagram.com slash Arsenal Snapchat Add Official AFC YouTube YouTube.com slash Arsenal Flickr Flickr.com slash Photos slash Official Arsenal Dugout Dugout.com slash Arsenal Coming up Thursday, the under-23s host Reading in the Premier League International Cup. Saturday, the under-18s are at Stoke City. Saturday, Manchester United visit in the Premier League. Who says lightning doesn't strike thrice? Sunday's win over Burnley was the third successive game in which we've beaten Sean Dyche's side with a stoppage time goal and the second in which Alexis has won us the game with a penalty. Laurent Koscielny bundled home the only goal of the game three minutes into added-on time and we won at Turf Moor last season. When we hosted Burnley in January, Andre Gray equalised from the spot in stoppage time only for Alexis to give us victory with a Penenka-style spot kick of his own. Alexis was the hero again on Sunday, converting from 12 yards after Aaron Ramsey was fouled by James Tarkovsky. Bag it. Win with Arsenal and Puma. In every domestic programme this season, the club's kit partner, Puma, are giving away travel bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Question time. Which manager won two league titles and an FA Cup with both Huddersfield and Arsenal? Email your answer, including your full name and address, to program at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal Magazine. All entries to us by Friday, December 8th, please. One entry per person. Above and Beyond Congratulations to Daniel Banner, who went above and beyond with his programme-selling skills against Tottenham Hutspur recently. Daniel deservedly won a Puma sports bag and football, and we'd like to thank him for his sterling efforts on the afternoon. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. Ref Watch, Graham Scott This evening's referee is Graham Scott from Oxfordshire. This is Mr Scott's second trip to the Emirates, having officiated our 2-0 win over Reading in the League Cup last season. Mr. Scott has taken charge of six Premier League matches this season, issuing 11 yellow cards and one red to Watford's Miguel Britos. Here was our recent record with Mr. Scott as referee. 2015 16 Sheffield Wednesday 3, Arsenal 0, League Cup. Two yellow cards to Arsenal. 2016 17 Arsenal 2, Reading 0, League Cup. Overall, played 2, won 1, lost 1, drawn nil. Goals for two, goals against three, two yellow cards. Anti Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a match day steward or use our See Something Say Something service by texting FAL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game.
2: Exclusive player interview. Hector Bellerin. Born Barcelona, Spain. March 19th, 1995. Joined Arsenal... As a scholar in summer 2011. Previous club, Watford on loan. Stats Hector Bellerin recently made his 100th Premier League appearance, the 55th Arsenal player to reach the milestone. It was always Hector Bellerin's ambition to travel to a major tournament with Spain, but he never dreamed it would happen so soon. At just 21 years old, the defender received a surprise call-up to Vicente del Bosque's national team when Danny Carvajal was forced to withdraw through injury, having only won his first senior cap a month before the tournament in a 3-1 friendly win over Sead Colisinax, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Hector was unused as Spain were knocked out in the last 16, but instead of dwelling on his country's shock exit, the defender has used the past year and a half to hone his skills as he targets a place in new manager Julen Argote's World Cup squad next summer. It is a tough ask, especially given Carvajal's prominence and Alvaro, Odriozola's rapid rise through the Spanish youth ranks, but one which Hector is well-equipped to answer. Only a handful of players have made more first-team appearances than the 22-year-old over the past two and a half seasons, and his influence has been growing at both ends of the pitch too. No player made more recoveries or blocks in our last home game against Tottenham than our flying full-back, and he was imperious going forward too, slipping through Alexandre Lacazette in the build-up to Alexis' strike, which sealed the win. It was a display typical of Hector's season so far, and ahead of tonight's game, we caught up with Hector to discuss North London bragging rights World Cup dreams and his understudy in European competition, Reese Nelson. Hector, let's start by talking about the North London derby win. Why did it all click against Tottenham? It's been clicking for a while now. After a slow start, the team went on a very good run of performances and a very good run at the Emirates as well. With the exception of the game against Manchester City a couple of weeks ago, We were on a very positive spiral and everyone was full of confidence to play the North London Derby. We had players coming back from injury and lots of players who didn't play in the international break, so we were rested. The hard work we did during the week mixed with the motivation of the North London Derby and knowing how much it means to everyone made the performance of the whole team. You spoke there about the size of the occasion. But how do you think we got the upper hand tactically? After playing this system for quite a while, we've shown that the team is way more solid and consistent defensively. That's one of the keys that helped us against Tottenham. We are a team that always gets chances in front of goal. The most important thing for us is making sure we defend properly, that we don't give any options to the other team, and I think that's what we did really well. The team pressed from the front and we didn't give Tottenham any option to play out from the back. We didn't allow them to get those chances. While at the other end, we made sure that we were quite efficient in taking our own chances, especially in the first half. That gave us the upper hand in the game. Talk us through how you felt in the dressing room before. Were you always confident you could produce that kind of performance? There was never a doubt From the beginning of the week we knew we had a big chance because we were playing at home, we had our supporters behind us and we've made the Emirates a fortress. We knew it was going to be very hard for them to come here and get three points off us so we didn't let that happen. Everyone was switched on from the first minute. We came into the second half knowing that we had to defend our two-goal lead and everyone played a big part in helping us keep our clean sheet on tonight's game. What do you know about Huddersfield? They've done really well. One of my former under-18s and under-21s conditioning coaches, Mark Armitage, is at Huddersfield now and is one of the people who helped me most with my physicality. In the gym, he helped me with the power in my legs and helped with my speed work too. He's one of the people who helped me improve the most and I keep in contact with him a lot. I'm really happy for him that they're doing so well in the first season in the Premier League. There is a historic connection between us and Huddersfield. How much do you know about Herbert Chapman and the role he played in our evolution? He's someone who is still loved at this club. He's the man known for revolutionising the club and making it the modern Arsenal. He's someone who commanded a lot of respect and people still respect the work that he did to put the foundations in place here. When you come from another country to join this club, he's always one of the names who you are told about. Away from the Premier League, we have qualified in the Europa League and are going strong in the Carabao Cup. What have you made of your understudy, Rhys Nelson, ...in those competitions. Reese is one of the players who... ...since they've stepped onto the first team training pitch... ...has shown that there's something quite different about him. He's got a great attitude. He's got a great style of play and is someone who... ...when he goes to the under-23s now... ...he will go and score every single week. He's someone who we're really happy to have. He needs to keep his feet on the floor in the same way that he's been doing up until now, and if he keeps going the way he's going, I'm sure he will have a great career. It's a great opportunity for him to be able to play in these competitions now, and I think he's taking his opportunities really well. When he plays for the under-23s, he plays as a number 10. So how impressed have you been with how well he has adapted to wing-back? When you see him play, even at wing-back, You can tell that he's an attacking player. Every time he's on the ball, he tries to make things happen. He looks really comfortable and is also someone who understands the Arsenal game. When you compete against teams in the Europa League and you're able to adapt from a number 10 role to a wing-back role, I think that's remarkable at that age. Moving on to international football, the World Cup draw takes place on December 1st and all your attention will be on Spain definitely. It's something that everyone is really excited about and we've looked really good since changing coaches too. Even in the last few friendlies the team has impressed a lot of people. After we won the Euros and the World Cup a lot of people could see that there was a bit of a generational transition. That there were players who have been World Cup winners and have retired. It was a time when the new generation had to step up. And I feel that Spain have done really well with that. Now there are other stars in the team that are doing really well. I'm very excited for the draw. How much of an ambition is it for you to make the World Cup squad? When I went to the Euros a couple of years ago, it was a massive surprise for me. I was with the under-21s for such a long time. And then, one week before the training camp, they told me I had to go with the team. It was a surprise for me and taught me that I can't give up. Even though I haven't been in the last few call-ups for the Celia team, I've been with the first team before and I've trained under the new manager as well. I'm sure if I keep working hard, if we keep getting good results and playing good football, I'll have a chance. Have you had any encouragement from the new manager, Kulen Argote? When I've been there, he's always told me that I'm in a position well, there's a lot of top players like Hall and that. Even though he suffered an injury, he's back now. As a Spanish player, there's always a lot of competition. We have one of the best national teams out there, so it's all about seizing the opportunities. If I get the chance to get called up again and show the manager that I can be there, hopefully I can reach the World Cup.
1: Arsenal Youth A winning start in the Premier League International Cup as both age groups excel during a busy period By Matt Aldridge Friday, November 17, 2017 London, Coney Arsenal under-18s 3 Norwich under-18s 0 the scorers for Arsenal were Balogun in the fifth minute, Ballard in the twenty second, and Smith in the eighty ninth. The under eighteen secured an important three points with three goals to see off Norwich. Trey Coyle and Javier Michi both made their first start of the season after recovering from injury. Follower in and opened the scoring five minutes in before Danny Ballard and Matt Smith struck either side of the break. How Virginia lined up in goal for Kwame Ampuda's side behind a back line of Daniel Ballard, Toby Amole, Dominic Thompson and Harry Clark. Josh Benson partnered Matt Smith in midfield, while Trey Coyle, Zach Swanson and Javier Amici filled in behind Follerin Balogun, who led the line. The Gunners took little time to open the scoring at London Coney when Swanson teed up Balogun who beat Ryan Dickerson with a low effort across the goalkeeper. Keeping up the pressure, Arsenal soon doubled their lead through Ballard, who rose highest at a corner to meet Benson's delivery and glance the ball in. Shortly before the half-time break, it was very nearly 3-0 when Bulligan poked in Amici's rebounded effort, but was ruled out for offside. The visitors failed to trouble Virginia in goal, and the final minute of the game, we struck a third, this time through Smith. The midfielder brilliantly controlled at James Ollienk as lobbed through ball, shook off his man, and blasted an effort past Dickerson to wrap up the scoring. Victory from Pardo's side sees Arsenal remain in fourth place among the chasing pack behind league leaders Chelsea. Playing for Arsenal were Virginia, Clark, Ballard, Amole, Thompson, Benson, Smith. Amici, substituted by Oleinka in the 61st minute. Coyle, substituted by Burton in the 61st minute. Swanson, Balligan substituted by Jean-Jules in the 74th minute. Subs not used were Barden, Spencer Adams. Friday, November 17th, 2017, Meadow Park. Arsenal under 23's 1, Porto B 0. The scorer for Arsenal was Nelson in the 51st minute. The under-23s kicked off the Premier League International Cup campaign with a win against last season's winners. Reese Nelson struck shortly after the interval to break the deadlock. The visitors hit the crossbar, but were not able to beat Dianiliev on the night. Arsenal hadn't faced Portuguese opposition, since facing Sporting Lisbon in the next gen third place playoff in 2013, a 3 1 defeat. The team that afternoon featured the likes of Hector Bellerin, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, and Alex Iwobi. Porto began the game strongly and had the better of the opening exchanges, but both sides struggled to create chances early on. Chuba Agpom threatened to spark the game into life 20 minutes in, though when he brought the ball down close to goal and spun his marker, only to shoot into the side netting. Shortly before the half-hour mark, Porto's Frederico Varela stung the palms of Iliev, who very nearly spilled the effort into his own net. Soon after, Luis Palhares latched onto a loose ball on the edge of the penalty area and blasted a shot at goal. Thankfully, it squirmed narrowly wide." A few minutes later, Nelson burst past his man and called Diego Costa into action to block a drilled effort past his near post. Following the break, though, Nelson did beat Costa when he curled a fantastic effort out of the goalkeeper's reach and into the top corner. Looking to hit back in quick fashion, Varela broke free and cannoned a dipping strike off the crossbar. Keen to add a second and stretch our lead, Nelson burst past the Porto back line but could only send a tame effort into the arms of Costa. Steve Gutting's team held on to secure victory, sealing a first win in the competition, which will see us face Reading and Bayern Munich later in the season. Playing for Arsenal were Iljev Chambers, substituted by Smith Rowe in the 61st minute, Debushi, substituted by Medley in the 61st minute, Chief Tutu, Willock, Da Silva, Plaguzello, Dragomir substituted by Bowler in the 85th minute. Nelson and Agpom subs not used were Cato, Moore, Fortune, and Gilmore. Nelson's thoughts: In the first half, we started really slow. Reese Nelson said after the game, "I think we're just getting used to playing together because the group of boys haven't been together that long. We moved the ball kind of slow and took too many touches in midfield." but as we got going, we became really good and played good football. It gives us a lot of confidence. We don't get to play these teams often. So when we do, it's a big boost, and when we get the three points, it's happy days. It helps us develop more because we don't play against them normally. So when we do, they play different football and different styles. So we've had to adapt to that. Monday, November 20th, 2017 Langdor Training Centre Swansea City under 23, 3 Arsenal under 23, 1 Scoring for Swansea were Byers in the 5th and 86th minutes and Gorrie in the 90th For Arsenal, Gilmore in the 64th minute with a penalty Arsenal fell to a disappointing defeat in South Wales stretching the run without a win in the league to three games George Byers opened the scoring for the visitors early on and struck the woodwork twice more before the break. Charlie Gilmore equalised from the spot after the interval, but two late goals from Byers and Kenji Gore sealed the win for the hosts. With many of Steve Gatting's regulars unavailable due to their involvement with the first team, Arsenal fielded a young side plucked from the under-18s. Hugo Keto was handed his second start of the campaign, behind a back three of Julio Plagazrello, Tobio Mole, and Zek Madley. Tolaji Bola and Tafari Moore filled in at wing back, while Charlie Gilmore and Emil Smith Rowe were partnered in central midfield. Araneoma and Tari's John Jules linked up on the flanks, with Vlad Dragomir spearheading the attack. The hosts scored early to set the tempo through Byers, who volleyed in a rebound from close range to open the scoring. Although pushing to get back into the game, it was Swansea who had the better chances in the first half and struck the Gunners' woodwork on more than one occasion. Oliver McBurney crashed a header off the frame of the goal shortly after the half-hour mark, and Byers soon replicated him when he pinged a shot off the post. The midfielder wasn't finished there, though, and flicked a looping header over Keto and off the crossbar just before the break. Arsenal kicked off the second half with renewed hope and quickly had an opportunity through Gilmour, whose side-footed effort was blocked inside the penalty area. On the hour mark, Vlad Dragomir came close to equalising when he spun his man and poked the ball at goal only to be denied by the onrushing Gregor Zabret. A few moments later, Arsenal were awarded a penalty, which was converted by Gilmour after Dragomir and John Jules were involved in a collision with Zabret inside the six-yard box. With full time nearing, Gatting's team pushed for a winner and almost found the breakthrough from Smith-Rowe, who had two opportunities in quick succession. However, six minutes from time, Bayer struck for Swansea, poking the ball home from close range against the run of play, and then Kenji Gora added a third, firing in after a swift counter from the hosts. Smith-Rowe's thoughts. "'Playing in central midfield is different for me. I've never really played there before,' Emil Smith-Rowe said after the game. "'I've still got that instinct to get forward, though,' and get a couple of shots away, so it was good to get a couple of chances. The 17-year-old returned a few weeks ago from his World Cup win with England under-17s, and has earned opportunities with getting side in recent weeks. It was a great experience winning the World Cup, but I've come back here and I'm just trying to focus as much as I can, and I think it will help me get better as the year goes on. It gives me a lot of confidence. I've been playing with the under-18s most of the season, but now I'm starting to push up, and it's increasing my confidence. It's very different. The pace of the game is much quicker, and everyone is stronger and bigger, but I'm getting stronger as well, so I think it will help me in the future. Playing for Arsenal were Keto, Plagazuello, Madley, Omoli, substituted by Balogun in the 89th minute, Moore, Gilmore, Smith Rowe, Bowler, Ayoma, substituted by Amici in the 87th minute, John Jules, Dragomir. Subs not used were Ilya, Benson, and Burton.
3: Young Gun, the next generation in their own words. This time, Javier Amici. Born. Bath, January the 5th, 2001. Height, I'm 177 centimeters. weight, 72 kilos. School, Aldenham School, Elstree. Joined, the under-12s. Position, right or left wing. Boots, Nike, Vapor. Javier says, I have been with Arsenal since I was 12 years old, but my first club was actually Fulham. I was spotted by them playing for my Sunday side in Bushy, where I lived. They said that they were attracted to my speed and dribbling. I learnt a lot while at Fulham and am grateful for the work the coaches did for me, but when Arsenal came in to sign me, I had no choice. Our whole family are Arsenal mad. Everyone was so happy when Alan Knoll scouted me and asked me to join. Alan told us that he'd been watching me for about a year. I settled in very quickly and the training at Hale End was superb and new teammates all top quality players. I learnt a lot over that time and pushed on well to the point that I first became involved in the under-18s when I was 15. I also featured from the start in a 4-1 win over Liverpool when I was an under-16 schoolboy player. I believe that experience helped me get a good grounding for my challenge now as a scholar. I got an insight as to the standard and what was required. Unfortunately, everything has not gone as planned as I picked up an injury in pre-season the week before our first game. I went in for a tackle in training and did some damage behind my knee. All I could do was rest and work with the physios and sports scientists to get back to fitness. I've started playing again now, and although I'm not yet fully match fit, I'm really glad to be back and getting the opportunity to play. I'm working hard on adding more goals and assists to my game because that is how we're judged as attacking midfielders. I tend to play on the wing, and I would say I'm an Ian Robin-style player. My proudest moment in football so far, apart from joining Arsenal and being offered a scholarship, was when I was voted Player of the Tournament in the San Bonifacio Cup the other season. We were involved with Real Madrid, Flamenco, Juventus and Atalanta. As a team, we only finished fifth and that was disappointing, but the fact that despite that I received that honour made me really proud. It normally goes to a player who got to the final or scored loads of goals. I didn't do either, but the judges said they were impressed with my contribution, skills and influence on games. It was a massive confidence boost for me and I was very proud. I now have to concentrate on cementing a place in the under-18s and hopefully getting back into the under-23 setup, as I was involved in pre-season before my injury. We play Huddersfield tonight and it's an important challenge because the players have set the standard of what's expected week in, week out against Spurs. They will come to try and stop us playing, and capitalise on any lapses of concentration. We must show them respect and focus, but I'm predicting we will win 3-1. The Lowdown Who's been the biggest influence on your career? My Dad What's the best aspect of your game? Dribbling and speed And what do you still need to work on? Awareness Which team did you support as a boy? Arsenal Who did you pretend to be in the playground? Me. If you could score any goal, which would it be? The Maradona goal versus England. Which current player would you most like to play against? David Alaba. If you had to sing one song to save your life, which would it be? Whiz kid, don't dull. What's your most valuable possession? My football boots. Which was your best subject at school? English. English. What other sports are you good at? Tennis. You choose. Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Stormzy or Jehu's? Jehu's. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Instagram or Snapchat? Snapchat. HomeKit or AwayKit? HomeKit. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Sliders or flip-flops? Sliders. Long-range goal or dribble through the team? Dribble through the team. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. 40 metres or 400 metres? 40 metres. And early mornings or late nights? Early mornings. Anatomy of Arsenal Academy. Left foot, me. Heading, Mark McGuinness. Vision, James Oleinka. Commitment, Danny Ballard. Strength, Vonte Daly Campbell. Trainer, Harry Clark. Right foot, Tyrese John Jules.
0: Arsenal Women. We bid farewell to a striker as the goals flow against Watford in the Cup. Thursday, November 16th, 2017. Continental Cup Group Stage. Gaywood Park. Watford, nil. Arsenal, 6. Taylor, fifteen seventy eight. Carter, 47. Mitchell, 60. Jansen, 74. Van der Donk, 75. Arsenal struck six past Watford, with three goals in four minutes late on burying the Hornets at Gaywood Park to see the Gunners progress to the next round of the Continental Cup. The team asserted themselves early in the game as Jody Taylor struck after just 15 minutes meeting Emma Mitchell's drilled pass to tap in from just a few yards out. Shortly after the break, Arsenal added a second, this time through Dan Carter, who met Lisa Evans' cross at the back post with the goal gaping. On the hour, Mitchell turned from creator to goal scorer, swivelling in front of goal and firing the ball under Fran Kitching. The rampant gunners struck again shortly afterwards, this time through Dominique Janssen, who deftly flicked the ball in from a corner before Danielle van der Donk lobbed Kitching just a minute later. And it was fitting that, following the announcement of her departure, Jodie Taylor wrapped up the scoring, claiming her second of the game to seal an emphatic win. It's important for us to get into the quarter-finals, so it's a good result in terms of that, said Emma Mitchell after the game. We spoke at half-time about needing to move the ball quicker and come out to score an early goal. That helped to settle us. The second half was a really good performance. Arsenal. Morehouse. Rose. Jansen. O'Reilly. Koeken. 79. Nobbs. James. 68. Mitchell. Mead. Donk, Hines. Taylor. Carter. Williamson. 58. Subs not used. Thomas. Hines. Philby. Quinn. Jodie bids farewell. On the expiry of Jodie Taylor's contract, she will join Melbourne City FC in January until the end of the Australian season. Jodie will then move back to the USA, where she will join Seattle Rain on a longer-term contract. The striker joined Arsenal in March 2016 and made 16 appearances in total, four of which were as a sub, and scored an impressive 10 goals in that time. Jody said, "My time at Arsenal has been an experience to remember, and I leave behind a very professional setup that I have no doubt will be hugely competitive for the rest of the season and in the future. I'm disappointed not to get the opportunity to work with Joe Montemurro, but I wish him and the club lots of success for the future. My heart has long been in America, and I am excited to sign with the Seattle Rain after hopefully a successful remainder of the season with Melbourne City." We would like to thank Jodie for her true professionalism and we wish her the very best for her future. Continental qualification. The victory over Watford meant the Gunners leapfrog Reading to go into pole position in the group to progress to the next round. The Royals have, however, got a game in hand. Following the international break, Joe Montemurro's team resumed Super League action, taking on Liverpool at Boreham Wood on Sunday, December 10th.
2: Match Action Arsenal v Tottenham Hotspur Saturday, November 18th 2017 Premier League Game number 19 Match Facts Arsenal make it 11 Home Premier League wins in a row Our best run since winning 13 consecutively In November 2005 Since his Premier League debut in September 2013, Mesut Ozil has provided 45 assists, more than any other player in the competition. Lorraine Koziliany made his 300th Gunners appearance. Man of the match, Mesut Ozil. Arsenal, 2. Tottenham Hotspur, 0. Match Stats Total Shots Arsenal 14, Tottenham 14. Shots on target, Arsenal 5, Tottenham 4. Corners, Arsenal 7, Tottenham 4. Offsides, Arsenal 8, Tottenham 1. Fouls, Arsenal 11, Tottenham 16. Possession, Arsenal 42%. Arsenal, 58%. Arsenal, goal scorers, Mustafi in the 36th minute and Alexis in the 41st minute.
3: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role
2: Kozilni, number six. Mustafi, number twenty. Monreal, number eighteen. Bellerin, number twenty four. Ramsey, number eight. Zaka, number twenty nine. Kolasinac, number thirty one. Erzil, number eleven. Substituted, eighty fourth minute. Alexis, number seven. Lacazette, number nine. Substituted 73rd minute. Substitutes: Ospina, number 13. Coquelin, number 34. On in the 73rd minute. Welbeck, number 23. Wilshire, number 10. Maitland-Niles, number 30. Mertesacker, number 4. Iwobi, number 17. Brought on in the 84th minute. Tottenham Hotspur Lloris, number 1 Sanchez, number 6 Deer number 15 Vertonghen, number 5 Trippier, number 2 Sissoko, number 17 Dembele, number 19 substituted 62nd minute Eriksen, number 23 Davies, number 33 Kane, number 10 substituted 75th minute Ali number twenty, substituted seventy fifth minute. Substitutes number thirteen, Vorm, Number twenty one, Foyth, Number twenty four, Aurier, number thirty seven, Walker Peters, Number eighteen Laurente, brought on seventy fifth minute, number seven, Sun, brought on seventy fifth minute, number twenty nine, Winks, brought on in the sixty second minute. First half, as usual, the derby started a frenetic pace, but the host soon took control and created the best early chances. Alexandra Lacazette flashed a drive over the bar before coming within inches of converting a low Hector Bellerin cross. Arsenal took the lead 10 minutes before the break when Shakolder Mustafi rose to head Mesut Ozil's flighted free-kick into the top corner. It was no more than the Gunners deserved, and it got even better moments later. Bellerin released Lacazette on the right, and his cross was smashed home from close range by Alexis. Second half. Arsenal continued to dictate play in the second half, and had several chances to increase the lead. Ozil was at the heart of our creative play while the defence stood up to every challenge at the back. Alexis fired over after darting in from the left before Spurs had their chance. Petracek was alert to palm away Eric Dier's header. Late on, Hugo Lloris did well to deny Alexis twice more as we broke at speed whenever possible. Arsenal had done enough to earn the points though and keep the winning run going at Emirates Stadium.
1: Community. Using the power of the Arsenal name to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Twitter in the community. Big shout-out to our Arsenal bowlers who were representing Hashtag Islington today in the London Games at the Olympic Village. Where are they now? Nicky Gardner When were you involved with Arsenal in the community? 1992 What was your role? I was on the Youth Training Scheme, YTS, delivering PE, football and cricket sessions in local primary schools. What are you doing now? I'm a P.E. teaching assistant at a primary school. In my spare time, I work with the development goalkeepers at Queen's Park Rangers Football Club and I'm still involved with Arsenal Community Sessions and have featured many times for Arsenal in the Community's charity team. How did your time with the Community Department help you in your current role? I wouldn't be doing the job I am today if it wasn't for the foundation that was embedded by Arsenal at such a young age. The scheme at the time gave me the tools to be independent, but also highlighted the need for teamwork, and I still have lifelong friends from my time there. The structure bridged the gap between school and employment and made the transition seamless. Hackney Mentoring Program More Than Football. Since its creation, Arsenal in the community has had a self-given responsibility towards mentoring local participants and this is now an integral part of many of our community projects. Having a long-standing relationship with the Bridge Academy School in Hackney and regular delivery through various projects, the mentoring programme was born as a response from the pupils' needs within school. Since February 2017, Arsenal in the community have been engaged with mentoring two groups of year-eight students with a primary aim of improving behaviour and exclusion rates within school. Students are given points for behaviour issues and what follows is a summary of three students. Arsenal in the community's engagement in the second half clearly highlights the success of the project. SECOND HALF SUCCESS this is a table. The contents are as follows. Student A, first half 176, second half 100, drop 76. Student B, first half 239, second half 176, drop 63. Student C, first half 172, second half 109, drop 63. This is the end of the table. John Keys coordinator mentor said given its initial success this year's intake of mentees has more than doubled I think this highlights the need for mentoring young people through what is often their most significant and influential years a teacher said relationships between the students and John have been excellent all of the students look forward to their sessions and actively engage they particularly enjoyed the reward trip through the scheme." A student said, When I first heard about the group, I came along because I didn't have to go to maths. At first I didn't like John, the mentor, but during the programme we read a book called Trust Works and he related the book to our everyday lives. John also took time to listen to what we had to say, encouraging us to respond and not react to situations within school.
0: The
3: Visitors Huddersfield A Brief History Formed 1908 Stadium John Smith's Stadium Stadium Capacity 24,500 Head Coach David Wagner Record League Win 10-1 Versus Blackpool in Division 1 in 1930 Record Appearance Maker Billy Smith 574 Record Goal Scorer George Brown 159 Huddersfield have settled well into their debut Premier League campaign, writes Mike Hammond. Absent from the English top flight for 45 years until they secure promotion with a dramatic penalty shootout victory over Reading in last season's Championship playoff final, the Terriers got off to a dream start when they won 3-0 at Crystal Palace on the opening day of the season and followed that up with a 1-0 win over Newcastle in their first Premier League fixture at the John Smith Stadium. Results have been mixed since that opening double whammy, with David Wagner's side finding goals difficult to come by, but they did cause a major upset when they defeated previously unbeaten Manchester United 2-1 at home on October 21st. There was the hint of an even bigger shock last weekend when they led Manchester City 1-0 at the break, only to slip to a narrow 2-1 defeat in the second half. While Huddersfield's home form has generally been very encouraging, they've struggled on the road since that mid-august win at Palace. Their last five Premier League away fixtures have yielded just a single point in a nil-nil draw at Burnley, and they've failed to score in any of them, going down two nil to West Ham and Swansea, three nil at Liverpool, and last time out four nil at Bournemouth. They also lost without scoring on their return to Sellers Park in the Carabao Cup exiting the competition with a 1-0 defeat. Evidently, Huddersfield's mission this season is to avoid an immediate return to the second tier and they're doing a decent job at present. Since they were relegated from the old First Division back in 1972, the clubs played at every level of the league ladder. They were a championship club for five seasons before American-German manager Wagner let them into the Premier League in his first full season at the helm. The Terriers finished fifth in the Championship in 2016-17 and went on to overcome Yorkshire rivals Sheffield Wednesday on penalties in the two-legged play-off semi-final before using their spot-kick prowess to full advantage once again in seeing off Reading 4-3 in the final after 120 goalless minutes. Most of the players who sampled the euphoria of that victory are still at the club. The only departures from the starting eleven at Wembley being low-knee goalkeeper Danny Ward, who's now back at Liverpool, striker Naki Wells, sold to but since badly injured at Burnley, and Chelsea youngster Izzy Brown, now on loan at Brighton. There have, however, been a number of new arrivals, most of them from abroad, such as goalkeeper Jonas Lossi, centre-back Matthias Jorgensen, and strikers Laurent Poitre and Steve Mooney, with the likes of Tom Ince and Scott Malone having joined them from closer to home. Given the lack of Premier League experience in the team, it's quite a feat that Huddersfield have made such a bright start to life among the elite. In focus, David Wagner. Born October 19th, 1971, Games 101, previously Borussia Dortmund 2, 2011-15. David joined Huddersfield in November 2015, following a four-year run in charge of Borussia Dortmund's second team, where for the most part he was a colleague and tactical disciple of current Liverpool boss Jürgen Klopp. He's a hugely popular figure thanks to becoming the man who ended the Terriers' 45-year sojourn outside the English top flight when he led them to Championship playoff glory at Wembley last May. Born in Frankfurt, am main to a German mother and American father, he played senior international football for the United States, winning eight caps, but spent the whole of his playing career in Germany, notably with Mainz and Darmstadt. Number 2. The captain, Tommy Smith Defender, born Warrington, fourteenth of April, nineteen ninety-two. Previously with none games, one hundred and sixty-seven goals, five. A one club man so far in his career, Tommy skippered Huddersfield to Wembley playoff glory last season, and was appointed as the permanent club captain by manager David Wagner during the summer. The 25-year-old right-back has been a regular for the first 11 since 2013 and made his 150th league appearance for the club in September. A scorer of four goals in last season's promotion winning campaign, having netted his first for the club in a 5-2 FA Cup defeat at Reading in January 2016, he started the first 10 matches of this Premier League campaign but was demoted to the bench after the 3-0 defeat at Liverpool. Born in Warrington, He spent much of his youth career at Manchester City after joining from Tranmere, aged 12. Number 10. Aaron Moody, midfielder. Born Sydney, Australia, 15th September 1990. Previously with Bolton, St Mirren, Western Sydney Wanderers, Melbourne City, Manchester City. Games 64, goals 6 info, an Australian international schemer who recently helped his country qualify for next summer's World Cup finals, Aaron signed a permanent deal with Huddersfield in June after a hugely impressive 2016-17 season on loan from Manchester City, which ended with promotion and the club's Player of the Season award. He never got to play for City, although he had a couple of seasons in the Australian A-League with feeder club Melbourne City. The 27-year-old has made a seamless transition from the Championship to Premier League, scoring memorable goals in home wins against Newcastle and Manchester United. Laurent de Poitre, number 20. Forward. Born Tournai, Belgium, 7th of December 1988. Previously with Tournai, Peruvelts, Eindracht-Alst, Ustend, Gend, Porto. Games 10, goals 2. Info, a Belgian title winner with surprise champions Ghent in 2014-15, top scoring for the team with 13 goals. Laurent was subsequently capped by Belgium and promptly scored on his debut in a Euro 2016 qualifier against Andorra. He left again for Porto in 2016 17, but found the going tough in Portugal, scoring just twice in 13 games, and moved north again to join Huddersfield last summer for an undisclosed fee. Absent in the early weeks of the season, the powerful front runner scored on his first Premier League start against Leicester City, and having established himself as the team's number one striker, bagged a memorable winner at home to Manchester United last month. The Breakdown. SCOUTING REPORT David Wagner's technically gifted side will pose a threat on the break, writes Michael Cox. Premier League newcomers Huddersfield offer very little Premier League experience from either their squad or their manager, and were widely tipped for relegation this season but a positive start to the campaign sees them comfortably mid-table at present, and the 2-1 victory over Manchester United shows they're capable of upsetting the big boys, thanks primarily to the tactical intelligence and cohesion of David Wagner's starting 11. Wagner made his name as an understudy to Jürgen Klopp at Dortmund, and in some respects demands a similar style of football. But whereas Klopp's system is based around counter-pressing, winning the ball immediately after it's lost, Huddersfield use a more traditional press with a high defensive line and more consistent pressure in advanced positions. They're also a technically skilled side with defenders who are comfortable in possession. That possession play has occasionally got them into difficulties and they've conceded in recent weeks against both Swansea and Bournemouth when attempting to play out from the back. Goalkeeper Jonas Lossie is capable of long booming clearances too. Laurent de goal in the win over Manchester United was the most route one goal you'll see all season in the Premier League and Huddersfield may go more direct this evening. They've looked vulnerable to set-pieces recently, conceding two goals in this manner against Bournemouth and another versus Liverpool. At the back, Wagner uses a fairly consistent back line. Matthias Zanka-Jorgensen is a fine centre-back with Champions League experience who generally plays alongside the feisty Christopher Schindler. Captain Tommy Smith shuttles up and down the right flank while left-sided Chris Lowe stays in position more. In a 4-3-3 system, Wagner has played various holding midfielders in recent weeks. Danish youngster Philip Billing is a good ball-winner but is out-injured, so Jonathan Hogg or Danny Williams is likely to anchor the midfield. Rarely straying, from in front of the defence. The discipline of that holding midfielder gives Aaron Moy licence to break forward. He's been outstanding for Huddersfield so far, scoring a memorable curled winner against Newcastle and another important goal against Manchester United. Tom Ince is often the third central midfielder. He's eternally threatening on the ball, but hasn't yet produced consistent end product in the Premier League. Right-sided Elias Kachunga is another in that mould. He's speedy, but hasn't yet found his range this season. Ince is sometimes used on the left flank, but Rajiv van Labarra is a more likely starter. He cut inside onto his right foot to score an outstanding curled winner against West Brom earlier this month. And needs to be watched carefully. Up front, Steve Moni started the campaign well, but DePodre has since displaced him. The Belgian is very quick on the turn and attempts to turn simple passes to feet into dangerous through balls by rolling defenders, which should be a crucial part of Huddersfield's counter-attacking game plan this evening. Last match, 26th of November 2017 in the Premier League, Huddersfield Town 1, Manchester City 2. The scorer for Huddersfield Town, Otamendi, in the 45th minute from an own goal. Manchester City scorers Aguero in the 47th minute from a penalty and Stirling in the 84th minute. Huddersfield Town team, Lossy, Smith, Jorgensen, Schindler, Malone replaced by Lowe in the 74th minute, Ince replaced by Quena in the 81st minute, Williams, Hogg, Mooney replaced him in the 86th minute, Moy, Van Lepara and Departre. Subs not used, Green, Craney, Jonage, and Kachunga. Did you know? The team's last match was incident-packed. Nicholas Bentner's deflected goal is credited as a Peter Clark own goal by some sources. Sebastian Squalacci was sent off on 42 minutes. Alan Lee looked to have earned a replay, but after a foul on Bentner, Cesc Fabregas scored a late penalty winner. We're unbeaten in our last eight matches against Huddersfield Town, stretching back to a 2-1 Division 1 defeat in 1971. Last time we met was the 30th of January 2011 in the FA Cup fourth round. Arsenal 2, Huddersfield 1. The scorers for Arsenal, Bentner in the 21st minute and Fabregas in the 86th minute from a penalty. Huddersfield scorer was Lee in the 66th minute. The team for Arsenal, Almunia, Ebwe, Koscielny, Squilacci, Gibbs, Denelson, Diaby, replaced by Fabregas in the 69th minute, Nasri, replaced by Rosicki in the 33rd minute, Archevin, Bentner and Shemak, replaced by Song in the 46th minute. The team for Huddersfield, Bennett, P. Clark, T. Clark, replaced by Arfield in the 60th minute, McComb, Hunt, Kilbane, Peltier, Gujonson, Pilkington, Roberts and Lee. Quick Stats Last 5 League Finishes 2012-13 Championship 19th 2013-14 Championship 17th 2014-15 Championship 16th 2015-16 Championship 19th 2016-17 Championship 5th Last 5 Results in London Fulham 5 Huddersfield Town 0 October 29th 2016 in the Championship QPR 1, Huddersfield Town 2, February the 11th, 2017 in the Championship. Brentford nil, Huddersfield Town 1, March the 11th, 2017 in the Championship. West Ham 2, Huddersfield Town nil, September the 11th, 2017 in the Premier League. And Crystal Palace 1, Huddersfield Town nil, September the 19th, 2017 in the League Cup. Players that have played for both, Bob McNabb, Vince Bartram, Joey Hume, Frank Stapleton and Steve Walford. Last five matches, Arsenal 2, Huddersfield Town 0 in the League Cup, September 23rd, 1986. Huddersfield Town 1, Arsenal 1 in the League Cup, October 7th, 1986. Huddersfield Town 0, Arsenal 5 in the League Cup, 21st of September, 1993. Arsenal 1, Huddersfield Town 1, League Cup, October 5th, 1993. And Arsenal 2, Huddersfield Town 1 in the FA Cup January 30th, 2011. Memory Lane. Pictured here are Ian Wright, netted a hat-trick against Huddersfield at Leeds Road in a League Cup tie back in ninety three. Kevin Campbell and Paul Merson were also on target as we beat the hosts 5-0. And another picture here shows the famous Graf Zeppelin hovering over Wembley as Arsenal take on Huddersfield in the 1930 FA Cup final. The Gunners won 2-0 to claim their first major honour. The run. 17 games since there was a 0-0 draw between Arsenal and Huddersfield Town. The last goalless encounter was on August 22nd, 1953, at Highbury.
0: Match Action FC Cologne v Arsenal Thursday, November 23rd, 2017 1,800, Europa League, game number 20, FC Cologne 1, Arsenal 0, venue, Ryan Energy Stadion, referee, Vladislav Bezborodov, attendance, 45,300, away fans, 2,500, FC Cologne, Grassi 62, penalty, team, Horn 1, Sorensen 4, March 5, Meer. 22, Klunter, 24, Oskan, twenty two, Klunter, twenty four, Ozcan twenty, Jodic eight, Horn twenty three, Cordoba, fifteen, Osako thirteen, Gurasi nineteen. Substitutes Kessler eighteen, Okolski sixteen, Risa seven, Lehman thirty three, Raush thirty four, Nati thirty eight, Bisek forty. Arsenal. Team, Ospina, 13, Chambers, 21, Mertesacker, 4, Holding, 16, Debussy, 2, Elneny, 35, Cocklin, 34, Maitland-Niles, 30, Wilshire, 10, Welbeck, 23, Giroux, 12. Substitutes, Macy, 54, Sheaf, 65, Willock, 69, Nelson, 61, Iwobi, 17, Nketiah, 62, Akpom, 32 Match Stats Total Shots FC Cologne, 4, Arsenal, 16 Shots on target FC Cologne, 3, Arsenal, 7 Corners FC Cologne, 1, Arsenal, 8 Offsides FC Cologne, 1, Arsenal, 1 Fouls FC Cologne, 13, Arsenal, 18 Possession, FC Cologne 31%, Arsenal 69%. Match Facts Arsenal still topped Group H despite this defeat with a game to spare. Danny Welbeck started his first match since Watford on October 14th. Rob Holding made the most passes for Arsenal, 101, misplacing just two of them. Man of the match, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. First half. Arsenal made a sprightly start and Ainsley Maitland-Niles sent an early shot into the side netting. Cologne responded immediately with a shot from Jean Cordoba which was tipped around the post by Davido Spinner. Francis Coquelin, who's never scored for the Gunners, hit a rasping drive wide of the post on 15 minutes and came even closer 15 minutes later when his shot rattled back off the upright. Danny Welbeck was the next to shoot wide as Arsenal looked the more likely, and Mo Elneny also had a pot shot just before the break, but the half ended goalless. Second half. Alex Iwobi replaced Welbeck at the break, but the first meaningful action of the half resulted in a penalty for the home side, as Mathieu Debussy was harshly adjudged to have fouled Seru girassi who slotted home the spot kick. The game seemed to be fizzling out, but substitute Rhys Nelson produced a dazzling run before prodding a shot straight at Timo Horn. Another substitute, Eddie Nketiah, then almost latched onto a Jack Wilshire cross before the latter struck a beauty from 30 yards which was tipped over by Horn, as the gunners succumbed to defeat.
2: That sums it all up. 20 years since Arsene Wenger's team won Arsenal's second double, the matchday programme recalls the stories that surrounded the 1997-98 season. In previous seasons, November had not been a happy month for Arsenal. The previous November had seen a limp, goalless draw at Wimbledon and away defeats in league and cup at Old Trafford and Anfield. Spurs had enjoyed a rare North London derby win in November 1995. In ninety four, just one goal and two points were earned from Arsenal's four league games in the penultimate month of the calendar year. So, a pattern was in place. A precedent had been set, especially as they usually followed a strong showing in Arsenal's October fixtures in 1997 the Gunners had not conceded a league goal throughout the entire month of October. Birmingham had been dispatched 4-1 in the only other fixture, a third-round League Cup tie at Highbury. But heading into November, they had shown signs of stuttering form. They may have been keeping clean sheets, but at the other end, the Gunners had been misfiring, failing to score away to Coventry, and at home to Aston Villa, both games ended nil nil. On November 1st, another Midlands side managed to pierce the stubborn Arsenal rear guard. Derby County won with ease, three nil at Pride Park, to leave Arsenal's unbeaten start to the season in pieces. To make matters worse, it could have been so different. Ian Wright had spurned the chance to give the gunners an early advantage. When he smashed his spot-kick against the bar after Lee Carsley upended Patrick Vieira. ''The missed penalty was important because I felt the first goal would be critical,'' said Arsene Wenger. ''When Derby scored so early in the second half, they were able to sit back and play a counter-attacking game and we could not cope with the speed of their attacks.'' That they did with ruthless efficiency once Costa Rican sensation Paolo Wonchop opened the scoring for the Rams. He added the second before Dean Sturridge, uncle of current Liverpool striker Daniel, chipped in a neat third to help Derby boss Jim Smith celebrate 25 years in management in style. Looking back, Lee Dixon, who played that day, recalls something was not quite right in that team. There were issues that needed to be addressed we knew we could do much better. The following week, Arsenal appeared to redeem themselves with an exhilarating 3-2 home win over champions Manchester United at a rain-soaked Highbury. Nicholas Anelka and Patrick Vieira handed the Gunners, without the suspended Dennis Burke and Emmanuel Petit, a two-goal lead before Teddy Sheringham further enhanced his reputation as Arsenal's pantomime villain in chief with a quick-fire double to level the scores. But Arsenal had the final say when David Platt rose majestically to head past Peter Schmeichel to seal three valuable points. The win put Arsenal second but at a price. Vieira was substituted at half-time after injuring his knee as he celebrated his goal. He would significantly miss the next five weeks a sequence in which Arsenal would lose three out of four league games. The first of those losses, after a hard-fought 1-0 win over Coventry City in the League Cup nine days later, came at Sheffield Wednesday and should hardly have been a surprise. Hillsborough had not been a happy hunting ground in previous seasons with Arsenal losing twice on their last three visits, the other being a goalless draw. Petit and Bergkamp, were joined in the stands by Steve Bold, who was serving a suspension for accruing five yellow cards. With Emmanuel Petit and Nicholas Anelka also absent, Arsenal struggled against a fired-up Wednesday who welcomed back manager Ron Atkinson for a second spell after an acrimonious departure back in 1991. The defence suffered from Bold's absence and shortly after Kevin Pressman, Tipped over youngster Stephen Hughes' powerful header, Andy Booth put Wednesday ahead when he pounced on an awful back pass from Gilles Grimondi. Guy Whittingham wrapped up the points with three minutes left, tucking home a Benito Carbone cross to earn manager Big Ron a first win in his second stint in the Steel City. This is a far better side than I took over last time, chirped a smiling Atkinson. But there were no smiles in the visitors' dressing room. Grimondi left Hillsborough in a sling after dislocating his shoulder. While Ian Wright reserved some choice words for a disgruntled fan in the away end as frustrations came to the fore, the problems were piling up. Wright's goals had dried up since he had overtaken Cliff Bastin's club record back in September. Half a team was missing, confidence was low, and by the end of November, Arsenal had slumped to 5th place after yet another loss, this time a 1-0 home reverse to another title challenger, Liverpool. Had it really only been 21 days since United were toppled so spectacularly? Speaking of spectacular... Steve McManaman's 56th-minute winner at Highbury on November 30th was worthy of winning much better games. Liverpool had been in a slump themselves, having just lost 1-0 at home to newly promoted Barnsley. Talismanic striker Robbie Fowler and England midfielder Paul Ince were also both missing. But the Merseysiders still had too much quality for the Gunners. He produced another disjointed display, Despite the return of Dennis Bergkamp to the starting lineup, Tony Adams, David Platt, and twice Stephen Hughes had decent chances to give Arsenal the lead. Liverpool keeper David James also saved brilliantly at the feet of Bergkamp. But the hosts slowly ran out of ideas. The lack of confidence was evident. McManaman then struck, and how? The England winger allowed Stig Ing Bjornaby's throw-in to go past him before lashing home an unstoppable volley into the far corner. It was enough to hand Arsenal their first home league defeat since May 3rd when Newcastle United achieved the same scoreline. Wenger was disconsolate. There was a definite malaise engulfing Highbury and it appeared nobody knew what to do about it. We were not strong enough, admitted a deflated Wenger. Ian Wright is out of form, but he is not the only one. We have a lack of creativity. If we play like that, we won't win the championship. And there was a little praise for the visitors. We didn't lose to a great Liverpool side. It was an average game. Meanwhile, Manchester United were back on form, winning both league games and scoring nine times since their title defeat at Highbury. The title as November turned into December seemed a million miles away. The unofficial London Championship took on a more serious role as it was sponsored by Carling and named the London Charity Challenge. Needless to say, Arsenal won the title with plenty to spare. Three away games, Newcastle, Tottenham and Barnsley were beamed back to Highbury and shown on a giant TV screen. Arsenal's first-team squad, 1997-98. 1. David Seaman 2. Lee Dixon 3. Nigel Winterburn 4. Patrick Vieira 5. Steve Bold 6. Tony Adams 7. David Platt 8. Ian Wright 9. Nicholas Anelka 10. Dennis Bergkamp 11. Mark Overmars twelve Christopher Ray thirteen Alex Manninger fourteen Martin Keown fifteen Ray Parler seventeen Emmanuel Petit eighteen Gilles Grimondi nineteen Remy Gard twenty Matthew Upson twenty one Louis Boa Morte twenty two Ian Selly, twenty three Alberto Mendez twenty five Scott Marshall twenty six Vince Bartram. 27, Paul Shaw. 28, Stephen Hughes. 29, Glenn Helder. 30, Gavin McGowan. 31, Chris Kiwomya, 32, Isaiah Rankin. 33, Michael Black. And 34, Jason (laughs) Crowe.
1: The Arsenal Foundation. My story. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Grassroots Soccer, the adolescent health organization that leverages the power of soccer to educate, inspire, and mobilize at risk youth in developing countries to overcome their greatest health challenges, live healthier, more productive lives, and be agents for change in their communities. Omega Dubey, 15. From Zimbabwe shares her experience. I live in a rural village, so our community has limited healthcare services, and it's difficult for someone like me to access them as they are far away from where I live. We also don't have as many leisure activities compared to the cities. Some of my peers often complain of boredom and drug and alcohol abuse tends to be very high, as they end up finding ways of entertaining and occupying themselves. Other friends have turned to illegal gold panning, and some have even looked to sex work in search of money to pay school fees. I am fortunate as I stay with both parents, who fend for me and my siblings. A few weeks ago our teacher told us that grassroots soccer would be visiting our school to facilitate a sexual and reproductive health rights programme with us. I didn't know what the organisation was about, as I'd never heard of it. When they came to our school, they told us they work with the Arsenal Foundation to deliver the Skills Street programme. I knew about Arsenal, and am a huge fan of the club, but I didn't know about the Foundation before that either. I was filled with excitement and couldn't wait to attend. Our coaches taught us a lot, including about sex and gender, our changing bodies, rights and responsibilities, and so much more. I particularly enjoyed our changing bodies, because, as a fifteen-year-old girl whose mother travels a lot for work, I have no one to discuss that with. I spend a lot of time with my father, and our culture doesn't allow me to talk to him about things like periods, but now... I can talk to older women in the community who I trust. The programme also kept us busy with different activities, and I didn't know that I had a few dribbling skills up my sleeve until I took part in the football sessions. Ever since Grassroots Soccer conducted the Skills Street programme, I feel confident in myself as a young girl growing up in a small community. I would like to thank the Arsenal Foundation for giving us a chance as young girls to learn about our sexual and reproductive health and rights. There are a lot of cultural barriers and myths around sexual health in rural areas, but the Arsenal Foundation has given us a voice to exercise our rights and responsibilities, and I can't wait for my younger sister to attend. Thank you for turning our ignorance into enlightenment. For more info visit... Grassrootsoccer.org.
3: My Arsenal. We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Tonight's account comes from Daniel Cowan, age 30, from Essex. He's a copywriter. Why are you an Arsenal fan? My mum's family have been gooners since the Woolwich days. When my dad moved to England from Scotland in the 1960s, his neighbours took him to Selhurst Park. Arsenal won 5-1 and he's been a gooner ever since. Plus, I loved Ray Parler's hair. Favourite Arsenal game. The 5-1 win in the San Siro. It was peak Arsenal. Power, pace and elegance. Routine before kickoff: A stroll down Holloway Road from Highbury and Islington Station, a pie from Pybury Corner and then a drink with friends. Hang out before kickoff, the armory. I walk around and imagine all the ways I could bankrupt myself. How do you feel when you approach the ground? Inspired. Walking up to the stadium, I'm always filled with a sense of awe and giddy expectation. Best place to watch games, block ninety-eight in the north bank for the atmosphere. Post-match hangout, the rocket or the Tollington for an hour before heading home once the crowds have died down. Furthest you've travelled to watch Arsenal. "'I watched us beat Villa 2-1 with a brace from Santi "'on honeymoon in Mexico, if that counts. Favorite away ground? "'Old Trafford, because our away fans always seem to up their game. "'Any obscure memorabilia? "'I have an Arsenal teddy bear that I've had since I was eight. "'I have been known to take him to games. "'What do you wear to games? "'A vintage Arsenal scarf that I borrowed from my school girlfriend 18 years ago.' and have absolutely no intention of returning, despite her living three minutes from the stadium. Met any Arsenal players? Ray Parler and Sol Campbell at Europe car events. Alan Smith for book research. I also had dinner with Nigel Winterburn, who teased me mercilessly for my Movember attempt. Best night ever. Which player would you like to meet for dinner? Per Murdersacker. I think he'd be a great laugh. If you could erase one Arsenal moment from history... Losing to Chelsea on Arsenal's 1,000th match. He deserved better that day. You can be present at any Arsenal match in history. The 1931 title-winning match. What a feeling to witness your club's first ever league title. If you could watch us play any side in history, the 2006 Barcelona side, to see if the current team could have gone one better. Fans 5. 1. Best Arsenal goal you've seen live. Giroud's Screamer against Manchester United 2. Cult hero and why? Eboué, because, well, he's Eboué 3. Favourite ever Arsenal shirt The 1998 double-winning home shirt 4. Favourite piece of memorabilia My signed Ray Parler shirt 5. First Arsenal game A 2-0 defeat at Anfield in 1992 Ray Parlour made his debut You can email programme at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire.
0: Teams Arsenal Manager Arsene Wenger Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks Matu Djibushi, 2 Pea Murtazaka, 4 Laurent Koscielny, 6 Alexis Sanchez, 7 Aaron Ramsey, 8 Alexandre Lacazette, 9 Jack Wilshere, 10 Mesut Ozil, 11 Olivier Giroud, 12 Davido Spinner goalkeeper, 13 Theo Walcott, 14 Rob Holding, 16 Alex Uwobi, 17 Nacho Monreal, 18 Santi Cazorla, 19 Shkodran Mustafi, 20 Callum Chambers, 21 Jeff in Adelaide, 22 Danny Welbeck, 23 Hector Bellerin, 24 Granit Xhaka, 29 Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 30 Sead Kolosinak, 31 Tuba Akpom, 32 Peta Cech, goalkeeper, 33 Francis Cochalin, 34 Mohamed Elneny, 35. Josh De Silva, 43. Vlad Dragomir, 44. Charlie Gilmore, 47. Dan Iliev, goalkeeper, 50. Matt Macy, goalkeeper, 54. Marcus McGuane, 58. Reese Nelson, 61. Edwin Kettier 62. Jordi Ositutu 63. Ben Sheaf, 65. Joe Willock, 69, Huddersfield Town head coach David Wagner, navy blue shirts with pink pinstripes, navy shorts and socks with pink trim. Jonas Lossell, goalkeeper one; Tommy Smith, two; Scott Malone, three; Dean Whitehead, four; Jonathan Hogg, six; Philip Billing, eight; Elias Kachunga, nine; Aaron Moody. 10. Abel Hamed Sabiri, 11. Joel Coleman, goalkeeper, 13. Martin Craney, 14. Chris Lowe, 15. Rajiv Van Lapara, 17. Joe Lolly, 18. Danny Williams, 19. Ron Deportois, 20. Tom Ince, 22. Colin Quana. 23. Steve Mooney, 24. Matthias Jorgensen, twenty five Christopher Schindler twenty six, John Gorenk stankovic twenty seven, Robert Green, Goalkeeper twenty eight, Florin Hadionich thirty three, Michael Heffley forty four, Casey Palmer forty five. Officials referee Graham Scott Assistant Referees Peter Kirkup, Konstantin Hadzidekis, fourth official Kevin Friend. Tonight's other fixtures, all 7.45pm unless stated. Bournemouth v Burnley Chelsea v Swansea City Manchester City v Southampton, 8pm Everton v West Ham United, 8pm Stoke City v Liverpool, 8pm Hello,
2: this is Arsene Wenger that brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Match Day programme.
3: Puma One. Play
0: Perfect.
1: Gatorade. It all begins from within. Every victory starts from within. That's where the heart and the drive live. The determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. Gatorade is proud to fuel any athlete who believes greatness comes from within. Gatorade. Win from within. Copyright 2013. s Inc. Gatorade and G-Design are registered trademarks of s-vc.g Do everything once in a lifetime in Australia and New Zealand. Don't just visit, live it. From the rugged outback and spectacular coastlines to adventure sports and natural wonders. Choose from seven destinations on emirates.com UK. Hello tomorrow. Emirates. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues